Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. I really liked Ray Carson's version of Kira, and so I, it would have been cool to have her continue. Those, those are great. Don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. Ooh, the internet's gonna be mad at you. That's... What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Nay214 asks what our biggest takeaways were from the Star Wars Jedi Survivor footage. Yeah, there were some news drops this past week, uh, and we haven't really had a chance to do like a news wrap-up video in a while, so I, I just took some questions about news this week so we could address it all. But yeah, I was very excited for the nine-minute gameplay reveal of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked little details, little ui updates i wish they showed a little more of the map with bd1 but that was kind of the biggest thing i was hoping like for a quality of life improvement in survivor from fallen order is just to make the map a little smoother but i've seen overall, a lot of liked people it. i've seen a lot of people complain about the map it's it's confusing and i don't really know how to make it better just because the maps are so big and expansive and in 3d space so it's a tough ask but I'm curious to see how they pull that off. I don't use maps. That's how no, I... No, you don't. That's how I deal with that. You just run around in circles asking me where to go. And I'm like, you have a map. You're my map. <laughs> You're like, why can't I get through this door? I'm like, you don't have force push yet. <laughs> if you looked at the map, you'd see it was red. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the footage once and it looked good. Like, the new locations look really nice. Uh, the gameplay looked about the same to me i mean i'm a very casual gamer so i didn't see or notice a lot of uh gameplay changes but i did see someone clip out uh cal like very casually going from one end to like hooking it into his the second end on his belt and then pulling it out as a double like he's getting really good with that yeah he's He's, he's looking more confident. Little little flourishes like that are always fun. It's mm -hmm. stuff that I forget. Yeah, they're going to update the UI. They're going to update animations. I, I thought basically the same. I was like, yep, this looks like more Fallen Order, which is exactly what I want. Just another Star Wars Jedi game. But seeing a lot of the new enemies was nice. Uh, we had the B1, the B2, a commando droid. I don't remember seeing any droidicas, but whatever those bounty hunter-ish mercenary kind of characters were that mm -hmm. seemed to be in league with the droids of course there were a bunch of animal murders but like yeah so 
innocent animal murders too that like weren't even attacking him. I'm sure they were going to. And I mean, like, let's not pretend that I, I'm going to get a jump on one of those stupid rats on mm-hmm. Zepho before they attack me because I know they're going to. Yeah, it's just one of those game things that uh, I I was more hoping to see. We saw like the big I don't know ostrich looking bird horse creatures. And I was like, go ride one. Like, I wanted to see that because I know we can do it. And so every time Cal approached an animal, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, is he going to ride this one? And he just mm-hmm. cuts it in half. Yeah, the, the mentality of let me kill this thing before it attacks me because it's probably going to is a very video game specific yeah. mentality. I just want to really drive that home <laughs> yeah it, it's something that i fully forgive the game for but it's it's not very jedi to run around and like decapitate a bunch of animals it's a video game so i'm willing to like set that aside and just you know in in the canon version of this story i'm sure cal was a lot kinder to the creatures and mm-hmm. only defended himself if only you know the all the creatures were just made out of legos in the game and then when you'd kill them they just just break apart like they do in the lego games yeah it's a lot less (laughs) scarring that way i like that where i don't mind killing those bounty hunter human sentient characters at all don't bat an eye but but the animals what did they do they didn't deserve that they didn't Um, they're just chilling but on their own planet one of the fights with like a, a big animal like a troll looking creature one thing that i picked out that i was like ooh, that's cool was Cal using the force to pull a rock to him and then throw it. I don't think we could do that in Fallen Order. Like, Oh, you use could, your surroundings to yeah. pick up and throw? Yeah, some more environmental interaction. I thought that was really cool. Like, you could throw things back. You could throw grenades or rocks back at whoever was attacking you. But just to have stuff lying around, it would be really neat to, to do that more often. Um, yeah, most of it was showing off combat and the new animations, the new enemies. I'm excited. Looks great. I, I liked all of the droids. It, I I never get tired of hearing Matthew Wood's droid voice. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a lot of comedy from that. Like I, I always like uh, David W. Collins's cowardly stormtrooper in Fallen Order. I look forward to the droid comments that will be made in this game. Mm. One more thing to point out. I saw on Reddit that it was like a very brief thing. I guess it was fading away, but someone caught that one of Cal's mission objectives is to find Grease. I saw that. So people have been wondering, you know, the trailer doesn't show Marin or Grease, Seer only briefly. Where are they? Are they all right? That's the comment that keeps coming up. So Grease is in the game. Like, and I think Marin is too. It's just that at the start- They better be. At the start, they, they said, Cal crash lands on this planet, and I guess you're trying to re-find everybody. Maybe, like, I still don't know why Cal was flying the Mantis to begin with. It's very interesting. Mm, Taking it out for a joyride. Right. Yeah, Grease is going to be mad. (laughs) But the planet looked great. The layout looks cool. It looked a little more open world. Uh, It kind of reminded me of Uncharted The Lost Legacy, where there was kind of a hub area and you could choose which direction you wanted to go. Uh, It kind of gave me that vibe, which, you know, the first Fallen Order game felt very uncharted as well. But I like that they're still expanding how these games can be 
I'm, I'm really psyched. Cam Cam wants to know our thoughts on the newly announced book Crimson Climb. Yeah, I'm excited for more Kira content for sure. And Cam Cam kind of brings up, does this mean more, uh, I don't know, is this more evidence that we're not going to get any more live action Kira or a sequel to Solo or any of that? And that that does seem to be kind of the way publishing goes a lot of the time is that they will save characters for live action or different stories and they won't cover them in publishing. Sometimes if they're being covered in books and comics, it's like a sign that there's nothing else planned for them. I don't know if that's the case here. Like it could be a tie-in. I, I think that's, I'm getting tinfoily here. <laughs> it could be a situation where they really want to be able to get Amelia Clark back in live action as Kira, but her schedule is probably insane. And so maybe they're keeping the character alive by putting her in comics and books so that she... no one just forgets about her and she can come back at some point. Yeah, like maybe, because she is in Secret Invasion. I think that's coming. Um, I think she's done filming it. She's but... on Broadway, not Broadway, but she's like doing a play right now. That's... Oh, cool. Well, the the story for Crimson Climb is more about the the time period between Solo's beginning and then when we catch up with her with Dryden Voss. It's that three-year period. Mm-hmm. or It might not cover all three years, but it's during that time. So if this were taking place at the same time as like the, the Han Solo and Chewbacca comic, that's honestly something that I think is more evidence that we might not do Solo too. But if they were doing a Kira story set during uh, the the time period where we would want a Solo 2, then I'd be like, eh, probably not getting that. Yeah. But you know, the Han Solo and Chewbacca comic is kind of covering just a bunch of pulpy adventures that they go on. So, you know, that that could point towards them not having any plans to go further with it. I wish they would. Like, I really liked Alden Ehrenreich. I really liked Kira and Amelia Clark's portrayal. They had that cool tease with Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn, and then it feels like, ah, we're just not going to see that again. I'd like to. Yeah. So th- this is, remind me, this is the time period in between like her getting separated from Han and then when they meet back up on Dryden Voss's yacht. Correct. Okay. So her rising through the ranks of Crimson Dawn to become like Dryden's right-hand person. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to read about her learning Tereskasi. Yeah. <laughs> That'd I, be cool. I mean, I, I think they they very vaguely touched on it in Mer Lafferty's solo adaptation, uh, how she wound up with Crimson Dawn and kind of what her life was like, but they, they just barely touched on it. Mm. So I think this is a, a good thing to cover. This is going to be a good opportunity to just get a better idea of what was going through her head during all this. Like if she's actually like hardcore into like the idea of being uh dryden voss's like right hand person or if she's like i'm just doing this to do blank later yeah and i I think that she was kind of into being (laughs) helos here i think she was into the power and the the climb that i kind of wish ray carson were writing this book because i really liked most wanted which was the young adult book that came out before solo that's i i really liked ray carson's version of kira 
And so I, it would have been cool to have her continue that. But, um, you know, E.K. Johnston, I really liked Queen's Shadow and I liked Ahsoka. I didn't really like Queen's Peril or Queen's Hope as much. Mm. But, you know, I, I am, I'm interested to see E.K. writing a different character because she's been just very focused on Padme for like the past three or four years. Yeah. Uh, from what I've read of E.K. Johnston's stuff, I've enjoyed it fine. I don't think I read all of the second and third Queen books, but I did read the first one. Um, I, I like, for the most part, I like her writing, but yeah, you're right. I will be happy to see her writing a character that's completely different from any of the handmaidens. Yeah. I think she's kind of 50-50 for me on whether or not I liked her books, but uh, I'm still hopeful. Like, I, I think that this is a chance to let her expand her horizons a little bit more. And yeah. maybe just, <laughs> maybe I was just getting tired of Padme, which I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Ooh, the internet's going to be mad at you. That's, I know not everyone was tired of Padme, but like, <laughs> oof. They're, they're just books that aren't written for me. They're written for women. Yeah. And that's great. I'm glad that they exist, but. Molly's giving me the evil eye. I'm you just, didn't even I'm read just, them. I'm just sitting back to see what you have to say. You didn't even read the other two. I read them all. <laughs> well, you read everything. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Yu asks how the Ahsoka series will handle summarizing the events of Star Wars Rebels for fans who haven't seen it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because it does look to be very much like a sequel series to Rebels. The thing that we got at Star Wars Celebration, the shot of Sabine in front of the mural that ends Star Wars Rebels. I, I think that they're going to go on a hunt for Ezra. We know Hera's going to be in it. It, it is going to be interesting to see how they fill in the people who haven't watched animated Star Wars yet. I think they're going to treat it the same way that they treated like in introducing Bo-Katan into live action. Like They'll do a little bit of introducing little bits and pieces of storylines, but ultimately I don't think they're going to bother like filling you in on everything. I think I agree. I think that they're probably, I mean, they're, they're actually, there might be a character that we don't know and that doesn't know the ghost crew or it could be Hu Yang. Like we know Hu Yang is in there and he never met Ezra as far as we can tell that mm -hmm. droid. So there is going to be a character that might need to be filled in and they can just give the basics of we're looking for our friend. Uh, he was a Jedi and he was taken away years ago and we we have a lead. So I, I think they're going to give just enough information for people to understand. Mm -hmm. But I also think they're going to give uh, not enough information so that people want to go watch Rebels. I yeah. kind of think that's part of it as well. We could get a crawl. <laughs> yeah, to introduce, you know, to just fill everybody in or like kind of like what they did at the beginning of Solo, not necessarily a crawl, but a couple of flashes of text to, to really generally give you an idea of what what is going to happen. Well, Aaron suggested that it could be like a Galadriel style narration mm -hmm. at the start of Lord of the Rings, which Ahsoka is going to turn into Ahsoka the White at some point. So. That would involve them casting everyone in Rebels, which would be <laughs> difficult. That'd be funny. Um, but yeah, like it, honestly, if you look at Ahsoka, 
in the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, they have not said yet that Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan. Like, I don't, I don't think people who just watch live action, yeah, uh, would know that because of of what we're going to get, as far as we know, and as far as I think, what we're going to see of Ahsoka in live action has nothing to do with her being Anakin's Padawan. I think it might, but I'm just trying to say that they don't need to do an information dump in episode one. Mm-hmm. I, they, they've, you know, given little hints that like Ahsoka has seen someone, the best of us fall to the dark side. And then when she's with Luke, she says so much like your father. So we know that she knows Luke's father, but I, I think it'll be interesting that at some point they're going to reveal that probably mm-hmm. in the Ahsoka series. And everyone will be like, whoa, what? All right. Let's just throw Luke in there again. Put Luke in every show. Why I mean, not? I, I think he might be in Ahsoka. I don't know. Mm, <laughs> the YouTube thumbnails that we'll see. Oh, boy. Yeah. I said I was tired of Padme and you're tired of Luke. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit... like As long as it's very sparingly, like I still feel iffy about all of the face swapping stuff the deep fakes yeah uh, I, I don't want that to become just a let's use that technology any and every time we want to yeah and i think the technology will continue to get better and better but it's going to continue to feel more and more like a crutch well i mean <laughs> that's kind of my i'm stepping out of the star wars side of it and just knowing that every time they do this they're going to make the technology better and it'll become more and more accessible and like I I think that's some dangerous territory. It is. And they even admitted it in the in the season two documentary stuff. Yeah. Ben wants to know if we think it was purposeful that Slip and Slick had very similar names. I thought that was a great catch, Ben. So Slip was the clone we just met in the Bad Batch that said he was going to tell on Rampart and got shot for it. Slick is the clone from season one of the Clone Wars that fought against... Yeah, I guess he did just straight up fight against his brothers. He betrayed the clones because he saw that like they were being just used and not treated like people, mm. and they were just born to be warriors, and that's it. And so he betrayed the clones to Asajj and tried to escape, but was captured and arrested. And we don't know what happened to him after that, but I... Ben, I think that's a great point that they probably on purpose chose another clone name that is very similar to Slick. Eh. No, you don't think so? I don't think so. I I think they have to try to think up of so many clone nicknames that like it was just kind of happenstance. They just reached that, their hand into a bucket and the, pulled out a name. Yeah. Or I mean... That seems so, so similar, though. It's like he slipped up, right, Uh by trying to get through to Rampart. Oh, yeah, that was a dumb move to give Rampart the chance to tell the truth. Like, come on, you knew that was a bad idea. Slippery slope. (laughs) It's it it works in my head for, for that reason. It could be that they were trying to make the name similar, but I think it was on purpose. I disagree. A house divided again. <laughs> again. Jay Rushton asks, what Star Wars puns we would find in a joke book? So we're also, like many other people in the world right now, loving The Last of Us. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the game. And in the most recent episode, Ellie pulled out her 
book of puns and started to read them to Joel. And I was delighted because that is part of the game. And uh, so I, I just wrote down some some puns. These are, not all of them are new. One of them is one of my favorites that I've said before. Okay. And I'm not going to pretend that no one's ever said these, but I, I wrote these all today. I thought of them. Give me your best shot. Yeah, I'm going to just see if I can make Molly laugh. What's the Jedi's favorite day of the week? Key Addy Monday. Uh, that's, I was about to say. Well, yeah, you took too long. <laughs> just, just You got you to gotta be faster. Okay. Who is the shrimpiest member of the Galactic Empire? Uh, uh, shrimpiest? Grand Admiral Prawn. Okay. <laughs> How do you know if a Gungan is flirting with you? Tell me. Jar Jar winks. Uh huh. <laughs> What's the most popular genre of music on Tatooine? I mean, the real answer is probably jizz. Yeah, but that's not that's not what I wrote down. It's uh, not a pun, Molly. Something about deserts or sand or twin suns. Ronto rap. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Why is Darth Sidious such a good baker? <laughs> I don't know. Because he has unlimited flour. I was really happy with that one. Which Jedi was the most annoying as they went through puberty? I don't know. Sassy teen. That's a good one. The whole name works for that one. I will, I will give a little golf clap for that one. I feel like they one. got better as I started to write them, but that's I, th I felt like that was enough. <laughs> those, those are great. Don't patronize me. <laughs> On to YouTube questions, Matthew Kelly wants to know if Chewie could have been abducted by the Trandoshans we saw in the Bad Batch. Yeah, so in the episode Tribe, we saw Trandoshans already on the planet, uh, apparently abducting Wookiees. We saw one that had been captured, burning sacred sites. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the logical conclusion that Chewbacca was captured by someone at some point, so why not Trandoshans? Hmm. I mean, they may have... Would he been on? I guess he would have been on Kashyyyk. Yeah, last we saw him was Revenge of the Sith on Kashyyyk. Um, the only iffy thing is, you know, Trandoshans. It, I guess if they were selling him into slavery, that's one thing. Uh, but they're also not very merciful. So, mm. the what's his face? Uh, Venomore was talking about giving away Wookie pelts to whoever caught the Jedi. Yeah. So I don't. But but I think that makes as much sense as anything to say that the Trandoshans were probably capturing Wookiees for the Empire. Yeah, it, I mean, it's slightly better to think that he got captured and others got captured and then sent away than the, them just being captured and killed. Hopefully, like, the Empire's deal with the Trandoshans could have been that we, like, they want the Wookiees. Yeah. They, they used their workforce because they were strong. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, we know the Empire had Chewbacca at some point, so I, that's yeah. that's the most clear picture of uh, Kashyyyk's uh, subjugation that we've seen so far. I guess we don't know why he was on Mimban. No, no idea, hmm. but he was separated from his family and then 
maybe he was doing construction on Mimbin or something, and then they he, he was starting to be rebellious, so they locked him up. I don't know. Starting to talk back. Yeah. Someone over there knows Shrewook. <laughs> Flatwin asks who he would want to voice Forlom and Zuckus if that ever happens. You know, it, it's one of those things that I just hadn't even really realized that, oh, yeah, they haven't had voices ever in animation or live action. They've been around since 1980, and we've never heard their voice outside of Robot Chicken. And I also think the the Star Wars Detours short that got leaked. And I believe in both of those, they're voiced by Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter, uh, which those are that's immediately who I thought of when I read this question. I was like, that's how I hear them. And I don't even mean to at this point. Like I'm reading the Bounty Hunters comic and it doesn't even bother me <laughs> that Andy Richter is delivering Forlom's lines. They are not afraid of a ship. Oh, that's, 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 tell them we always get our man. I'm not telling them Do that. it. It sounds confident. I got one. Okay. Jack Black and Cage. That's really good. Give me yeah. Tenacious D with these two. That's really funny. I guess Jack Black would be Forlom. Oh, really? I was thinking the opposite. Explain. I, I always imagined Forlom, like, okay, I always imagined Zuckus was Forlom's sidekick. I don't know really? why. I don't huh. know anything about that. No, that's fine. It's just like, I, I always kind of thought of it the other way. Zuckus yeah. is the primary one in my mind. I think really, I, they are a, a true partnership in, in reality, but... Because Forlom is a droid. Yes. Right? And then Zuckus is an organic being. Uh-huh. So that, I guess, makes more sense. But I don't know why in my mind I saw it the other way around. Now, I, I believe they are a true partnership. They are equals. Um, but yeah, for some reason, in my head growing up, I was like, yeah, Zuckus takes point on this. But I think Zuckus has some like minor force abilities. That's why he's such a good tracker. That's oh. just some of the... He's a Gand Findsman. So that's why he's a good bounty hunter. But then Forlom is just a killing machine. So that's kind of why they mm. are a good team. Yeah. Uh, I like Jack Black and Cage, though. Alex G. Blanco wants to know what Maul's role in the Clone Wars would have been if he hadn't been cut in half. Yeah, and Alex points out the line in the Clone Wars after Savage finds Maul and kind of restores his memory. And Maul says, oh, the Clone Wars began without me. So he knew the plan. He was going to be part of it. But... Obviously, he wouldn't have been like a Dooku character. He wouldn't have been the political leader. Mm -hmm. So what would his role have been if he were around the whole time? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he would have like re re rethinked, rethunk, rethought his life. and <laughs> He would have rethunk himself. <laughs> Maybe do something completely different, like pod racing or something. <laughs> Just like get out of there. Well, I mean... I think there may have been a chance for that because I think it's interesting in Tales of the Jedi, we now have confirmation that at least Dooku knew about Maul. I don't know if Maul knew about Dooku, but Dooku was mad at Sidious because he's like, you let Maul kill Qui-Gon and this mm -hmm. has gone too far. So I kind of think that, I mean, it's a very Palpatine thing to do to always be looking for the next thing. I think he always had his sights on Anakin once he knew he existed, but... If Maul had still been around, I think he would have still uh, pulled Dooku into service. Obviously, he already had. So Dooku would be around. 
And then Maul, I think, would just be kept as an attack dog, an assassin. Mm -hmm. I think maybe Maul would have wanted to be the political leader. He would have been jealous of Dooku. But really, I think that Palpatine never saw him as anything more than a weapon. Yeah, I like that idea. I I think he would have stayed fairly loyal for the only only for the fact of like hoping that one day he would get upgraded to something better that that's like his whole story is always trying to impress palpatine and never doing it yeah never succeeding and even when palpatine shows up in season five of the clone wars to shut him and savage down he has a moment of like look what i've done are you proud of me (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so yeah i i think he always would have been behind the scenes he could have also gone to like mother talzin and -hmm. then been her attack dog yeah her assassin it's interesting to think about what could have happened like let's say he didn't know about dooku but then as the separatist movement began he probably would have put two and two together someone would have told him like hey we need this dooku guy and also he's a sith but like don't worry you're my real apprentice Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so maybe he would have rethunked his life rethunked jason reeves asks if we could ever see an album of in-world music for star wars I love this idea, first of all. Uh, so like the Cantina band would have their own album. The Max Rebo band would have like songs. Well, it could be just, I, I think they're suggesting an officially released, just here are all the songs that have been in Star Wars movies. So yeah, the, mm, the two Cantina yeah. songs, uh, the the Max Rebo stuff. Shag Kava. Shag Kava, Chicken in the Pot. But what I would like to do is take it a step further because all of those exist on the soundtracks already. You can, and someone's made like a Spotify playlist of in-universe Star Wars music. It's got Who's Song from uh, Fallen Order. It's got everything and it's great. I would like to see an officially released album where real world bands cover in-universe Star Mm. Wars music. Do you have one in particular that you want to hear? I don't know why. But I think Fallout Boy would do a great cover of Jedi Rocks. Oh, sure. Although you might need a ska band for that <laughs> because there's a lot of horns. <laughs> it will be the first uh, Fallout Boy. What's a ska band? Oh. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah, their first. Real Big Fish. Their first collaboration. Yeah, I I feel like Fallout Boy's vocals could really do size noodles. Although not so much Joe Yauza. he's he's a little more gravelly. Mm. So you might need a big collaboration for Jedi Rocks. Yeah, uh, get just get Toto back to do Lapty Neck. Or I don't think it was Toto that did it, but the lead singer of Toto, John Williams' son, sang the original version, the English version of Lapty Neck. We can keep that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else, who's going to do Yub Nub? That's the real question. Ooh. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't either. Terrible at thinking of. Well, that's a good bands. thing. We can have people in the comments send in your band suggestions. Yeah. Uh, for each song that you want a band to cover. Yeah. I I think that's such a fun idea. I would want the song from that Visions episode in there too. Oh yeah, the. the- Tatooine Rhapsody. Tatooine Rhapsody song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Anything that has ever been performed in universe, uh, write the title of that song and then what band do you think should cover it? Ooh, uh, oh, what's his little, little name? 
the guy in the the liquid the little the little guy and the big lady oh, lulio primak and rhoda rhoda ventifoli yes <laughs> they did chicken in the pot yeah now i'm remembering reading about the the tour that they were going on uh-huh that's in the the visual dictionary somewhere yeah sorry i just like went into my own little adventure in my memories that the cover for that could be tony bennett and lady gaga oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i knew that i knew i'd get you with that one (laughs) that would be amazing (laughs) that's all the time we have for questions today if you want to leave a question for next week's video just put it in the comments below or sign up for patreon to join our weekly q a discussion if you haven't already please like this video subscribe to the channel follow us on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok and as always thanks for watching and may the force be with you